0: AvenuePodcast.net
1: Hello, all my beautiful people. It is time once again for another amazing episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. So this week I have somebody with me that I'm really excited for you guys to hear. It's a little different than things that I've had on here before, but as you know, I'm trying to bring in more different types of guests on the show, I'm still going to have all the wrestlers like I normally do, but I'm trying to bring in some different stuff as well. And This guy is Charlie Cates. He is a fellow podcaster and an author of his own book about exercising and helping men get back where they need athletically, say if they were an athlete in school or something like that and they've since lost that. Uh, he helps them to get back to that point. He's worked with different professional athletes like uh, Aaron Rodgers. And Drew Brees and some of the other ones as well. I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode today. And for those of you who are here just to listen to the Charlie Cates episode, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear and I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes we have here as well. So if you guys are as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road.
2: If you give a dad a podcast. Hey Dad!
1: So where did you actually train at?
2: I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had a punch me face. I wasn't about to call you Dad, so... <laughs> Seriously? I felt like I was in an anime or something. People get really mad at those videos for some reason. Like it triggers really? certain people, yeah. Wow!
0: I was actually lost mm-hmm. as an And I was taken in by a traveling group of independent wrestlers. <laughs>
2: I love it. I'm excited for this
0: one. Bro! get punched in the face on the daily. Do you always do these interviews with your shirt off? <laughs> what?
2: Man, this guy won't shut up.
1: All right, everybody. So today I have a guy with me that I'm pretty excited to have on. It's a little different than anything that I've had on here before. But I think this is an important subject that needs to be brought up. I have a lot of dads that are listeners. I'm a dad myself, so this is an important subject for me to get into as well. He's a fellow podcaster. He has a podcast called Exercises Health. He's also the author of the Exercise for Life Method, and he's worked with a number of pro athletes and pro sports teams and stuff like that, and I'm very excited to have him on today. He kind of helps men in their you know, they're they're through their 20s and stuff, kind of getting that dad bod, helping them to get their health back and everything. So I'm very excited to have Charlie Cates on with me today. Man, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks so much. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm uh, like I said, I'm really excited to talk with you and kind of get into what it is you actually do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you you would it perfectly. Like
0: I, I work with men that have kind of past what most believe to be kind of like their peak physical prime of their life okay mm-hmm. and so because of that you know a lot of times we think of like like you were saying like the stereotypical dad bod but a lot of the guys that i work with um uh, they may be experiencing that to an extent but they're also experiencing this like loss of kind of self, loss of, of identity of like, Hey, I used to be somebody that used to exercise. I used to be somebody that, you know, maybe was a high school athlete, maybe even a college athlete. Uh, but I don't know how to exercise now without hurting myself. And right. so I help those guys be able to exercise so they can be there for their kids. They can be fully present with their family. They can perform better at work and really be able to feel the way that they want to feel strong, be able to feel athletic, be able to do the things that they want to do
1: right yeah i just the other day i went to the park with my kids and uh i've got an 11 and i've got a 12 year old and you know they're starting to get interested in different sports and things like that so we took a basketball Mm -hmm. and we took a football and i think a volleyball to the park you know and by the time i was done i realized how out of shape i actually am now Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) no no it, it, it
0: it's crazy how unexpected, it kind of creeps up on you. You know, you're you're like, okay, yeah, I used to be able to do that. Like it should come back pretty quick. And then you get to thinking about it. It's like, oh wait, it's been five years, 10 years, 15 years or more since I've really pushed myself on a consistent basis. And the trap that most guys fall into is they're like, well, I know I want to get that back. That means I got to go back to working out how I was or try to aim for that And that's when they set themselves up for injury. And so I try to help guys troubleshoot that, like bypass that whole injury state, uh, but be able to get back to going to the park or, you know, playing, playing the sports with their kids or just feeling the way that they used to feel uh, without all the negative stuff that we normally associate with exercise. Right, right. So how did you actually get started on this journey? Yeah. So, I mean, all growing up, I played sports. Um, I was, you know, a basketball player through high school, through college. Um, and my focus really was sports performance. And, you know, it started off kind of like before high school in like middle school, where I started seeing, oh, if I train my body, I get, you know, I perform better as a basketball player. Well, this is awesome. And that really kind of hooked me as like, okay, well, how far can I take this whole physical training thing um, right. and be able to see improvements in my performance? And so that was worked well through, through high school and through college, like really trying to perform as an athlete. Uh, the problem was, is that by the time I finished playing college basketball, my body was completely broken, um, to the point where I couldn't stand up out of bed in the morning without the entire right side of my body tightening up from my foot all the way up to my neck. I mean, Mm. I couldn't run for more than 10 minutes without my whole body screaming at me to stop. It was like every single night I'm falling asleep with ice packs strapped to my joints because my body's so aching and sore. And I'm sitting there thinking, crap. Like if this is how I'm feeling at 24 years old is my 34, 44, 54, 64 year old self, is that reality just going to be filled with surgeries and pain? And and the problem was, is that I had so built the identity for myself of somebody who was strong and somebody who was athletic Mm -hmm. that really, I was left with the question, either give up that identity or or risk injuring myself. And because I was so tied into that identity of wanting to be strong. I want to be athletic. And from the outside looking in, I was, but Mm -hmm. I was also like one misstep away from rupturing my Achilles. I felt like I was just, you know, one bad lift away from rupturing, you know, my biceps. And so I chose to say, Hey, you know what? Uh, Despite what my body's saying, I'm gonna keep pushing through. I'm gonna keep going, despite my body saying, yeah, dude, you're about to injure yourself. Yeah. Fortunately, I met some mentors and I met some colleagues um, mm-hmm. that helped to direct me in, in different directions uh before I actually injured myself. And, and that was that was a huge, huge thing. Um, you know, I got introduced to this modality called muscle activation techniques, and then I got introduced to this understanding of exercise called the resistance training. training. Training specialist program, and so I started to see how to change the different uh, aspects of exercise to actually make it feel good for my body. Uh, From there, I went into grad school to learn and study how exercise actually goes about improving our health. You know, we're told, okay, you know, you exercise and you get healthier. You know, it'll lower your blood blood pressure. It'll have this cardiovascular benefits, and you know, make your muscles stronger and everything like that. But it's like, okay, but how? How does that actually happen? And so. I went and I learned a lot of those details within grad school. And then once I finished that in 2016, I had this skill set to understand not only how to make exercise feel good for my body and for my client's body, but then how to dose it properly to get the health benefits that we're wanting. And so from that point, it's like, okay, cool. Now I can exercise in a way that leaves my body feeling great during and after the session that I can keep coming back to keep building my strength, keep building my athleticism. Um, and see some really cool changes in my health, and I realized, oh wow, like there's a lot of people that don't understand how to do this because of the way mainstream uh, fitness uh, markets uh, markets the exercise industry. Um, and it's like, okay, cool, yeah, like this this needs to be um, understood by by more people. So we started our podcast. My wife and I started our podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Wrote wrote our book uh, that you know really kind of detailed
1: everything out, and just been trying to spread that message from there. Wow. So, yeah, there's one thing, you know, uh, you, it, it's kind of, it goes hand in hand. And I guess what you're saying is it shouldn't be this way. But whenever I think of mm. working out and stuff now, uh, now, you know, I always think of, oh, you, this is going to hurt, you know? Mm. <laughs> and yeah. so yeah. I, I, from what I'm getting from what you're saying is it shouldn't be that way. Right. No, you're absolutely right. And this is something that so many Guys in
0: particular get tripped up on because here's the thing: where most guys learn to exercise Mm -hmm. is in high school athletics, like high school sports, right? And so, and you know, some guys go into college and we get a little bit more training about how to work out and stuff, but essentially that becomes our baseline of Mm -hmm. how to work out is as a high school athlete. And at that point in our lives, a lot of guys can tolerate a lot of pounding. a, a lot of guys right. can tolerate like just a lot of volume and a lot of, you know, for lack of a better term, like stupid training it, yeah. because you're so young and so resilient. Right. And yet, and yet we still normalize this idea of like, oh, well, I should be sore after I've been sore every time I've worked out, you know, before yep. I should be sore. And we start to wear that. as kind of like this badge of honor It'd be like, oh, I know I did a good workout yesterday because I'm sore. Or today, right. the problem with that is when people are motivated and when people like feel like they have you know great willpower to be like, okay, I'm going to keep pushing through the soreness. I'm going to keep coming back. Okay, sure, fine, whatever. But most people end up waking up the morning after a workout and they're like. Yeah, I don't like the way. Yeah, yeah, I don't like the way I feel. Right, and the problem with that, the problem is, is as soon as that thought starts to cross our mind of like maybe I don't want to do this thing anymore, now all of a sudden they set an end date, the day that like okay, the the day that I'm done working out, that's the day that I stop getting the health benefits of exercise, as opposed to taking this thing and making it something that you can do for the entirety of your life you're saying yeah i just can't keep doing this thing anymore which means you don't get to keep getting the health benefits from it which means you don't get to keep enjoying the health benefits of it and that's a really dangerous place to be
1: yeah so there was one thing that you mentioned a minute ago and i wanted to ask you what this was you said muscle activation techniques what is that yeah yeah so it's um it is is an approach to working with the body
0: that considers uh where muscles where there's a a breakdown in the communication between the nervous system and the muscles. So hmm. so it's kind of like uh if your car has a dead battery, uh-huh. like you can have the biggest engine in the world, but if it's not receiving signal from the battery, you're not going to be able to access any of the horsepower the torque okay mm-hmm. but as soon as you reconnect the battery cables or as soon as you like you know change out the battery or you know jump start the car it's like boom instantly all the horsepower all the torque that is already built into the engine you can now access the thing this a relatively similar thing happens with our muscles where, um, they start to lose, uh, the, the signal that they get to contract from our spinal cord, from our central nervous system. Mm-hmm. It dampens and it decreases, especially when we've had injuries, when we haven't used our muscles for a really long time. Right. Um, and so because of that, uh, now all of a sudden, a lot of people their body starts aching. It starts feeling tight. They yep. start feeling these compensations and these issues come on that we just attribute to oh, I'm just getting old, or you know, just, you know, it's just, it's just what happens, you know, when you get to you know, 40 or 50 or 60 or whatever. Right. Um, so with MAT, what we do is we look to see where those those uh, disconnects are. Be- between the muscle and the signal that it's receiving, um, and we help improve that that strength of that signal to the muscles so they can contract and work the way they're supposed to work.
1: okay i'm I'm loving this. this is you know it, it's really interesting because, uh, like I said, I'm a dad and mm-hmm. I'm not as athletic as I used to be. I have sure. the dad bod, you know um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm at the heaviest weight that I think I've ever been at. So, you know, I, I, I've started trying to get more healthy. You know, I've started trying to change the way I eat, you know, awesome. Uh, I'm trying to drink more water. That is great. <laughs> very hard. Yeah. You know, yeah. in fact, I, I keep the, I've got, you can't see this, but I've got a little 32 ounce uh, water bottle that I, I just keep Perfect. up, you know, I keep it on my nightstand at night. And then I have one that I take yeah. to work with me and I refill it there and everything. Water has been a big deal for me because before that I was just soda pop all the time, sugary drinks, you know, and it, Mm -hmm. I know that was a, they're horrible for you, but Mm -hmm. you know, that's just the way I went. And uh, hydration is a big deal. Yeah, no, it's, it, it is. It absolutely is a huge deal. And
0: it's one of those things that you don't realize. Most people don't realize how important it is until they actually start doing it until they actually start being like, okay, I'm going to make the effort to drink water consistently to replace maybe the, the, uh, the calories that I was drinking with, you know, just water. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, wow. Like I'm noticing like, like a very quick and and definitive change within how my body feels, my, you know, my brain function and, you know, my energy throughout the day and everything like that. Oh yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's dramatic. Uh, I I noticed, you know, uh, when I eat cleaner too, I feel like I have more Mm -hmm. energy, you know, Uh, so there was one day where I was, I was off work and I just called it a podcast day. What I did is I recorded like two or three episodes that day and uh, I I took time in between and I went and ate a salad, you know, and uh, you know, I've been drinking water throughout the day and I I just was like, okay, let's go. And I know there's plenty of times where I've been at work, you know, we're all grabbing energy drink in the morning Mm -hmm. and I just feel like crap by the end of the day.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's it's one of those things that like it it builds over time. Meaning, um, when you're eating the snacks and 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 the things that like you know that you shouldn't be eating, it's like all right, you have the one or two. It's not that big of a deal. But when you do it like day in, day out, week after week, and like consistently throughout the day, it's like all of a sudden you get to this place, and you're like. Oh, my body should not be feeling this way. Like right. you know, I I shouldn't be this tired all the time. I shouldn't feel this lethargic. Like my brain should be. I should be able to focus better. My energy should be higher, and everything like that. Um, right. And a lot of times, it it comes down to like drinking more water. Uh, you know, replacing you know the the quick fast snacks uh, that you're so accustomed to grabbing um, and just getting up and moving consistently throughout the day. Like if people just do those three things, uh, Mm -hmm. irrespective of everything else that's going on, like that can make such a huge difference when you start to do it consistently.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Consistency. It's been kind of a hard thing because, you know, um, having a busy life makes it very difficult to find time to exercise and Try to even find time to make the right foods because, you know, sometimes that Mm -hmm. does take a little bit more time. So what would you say is a a good way to kind of work in those workouts and things like that? Yes,
0: absolutely. So so here's the process that I recommend people following, okay? Um, Okay. First thing that you want to do is you need to decide that you're going to exercise, okay? The Mm -hmm. reason being is so so to decide means to cut off or to remove all other possibilities, all right? And so when you decide that you're going to exercise, Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden you have cut off the possibility that you're not going to exercise. And once you remove that as an option, then the only thing left is for you to exercise, okay? So it's first a mental shift that takes place, Okay. Yep. So that's that's step 1. Step 2 then is to start moving consistently throughout your day. See, the problem that a lot of people uh, do is they end up skipping the second step. They're like, okay, cool. Like you see it all the time, January one, you're like, okay, cool. I'm gonna start exercising. And they yep. jump to step number three, okay? You need to start, You s- to make the decision, then you go to step number two. And the reason why step number two is so important, okay? You get up and you just move consistently throughout your day, three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. This is not like a large exertion. This is not something where you should be sweating or breathing hard. It needs to be convenient, but you're just doing it multiple times throughout your day. Okay. Why this is so important is because as soon as you start to do it throughout your day, it starts to tell your brain that this getting up and moving thing, this is something that's important to you. And once your brain perceives that something's important to you, it will start to seek out and it will start to see more opportunities to do that thing. Now, we've all had this happen in our life where we start to sit, where we're we're, um, imagining like, oh, I'm going to go buy this car. And we start telling our brain, hey, this car is important to me. And now, all of a sudden, on the way to the dealership to buy that car, we see three or four of the exact same cars that we're going to go buy. Did did they just magically appear? No. No. It's because now, all of a sudden, your brain has a place to put that thing and say, oh, that's the thing. That's the thing that I want. That thing is important. The same thing happens with exercise and with being physically active. But it starts by one, making the decision that you're going to do it. So you don't leave yourself the opportunity to not do it. You decide, you cut off the possibility that you're not going to do it. Now, the only thing that's left is to go and exercise. Then you start moving consistently throughout your day. Three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes at a time. How do you remember to do this? Set your phone timer, all right? Set your phone timer to go off every 30 to 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. When it goes off, Finish your water, then go walk to the bathroom, then walk to fill up your water and then walk back. You yep. do that consistently throughout your day. Again, this isn't a large exertion, but it's getting up and moving around. Okay. Right. So at step number two, you're now telling your brain that this physical activity thing is important. Once you get that locked in and your brain starts seeing, seeking out and seeing more opportunities to do that. Then you can start to expand upon that three, five, 10 minute exertion. And you can start to do workouts that are 15, 20, 25 minutes. Okay. Because your brain is starting to see more opportunities to move throughout your day. So we call these little workouts. All right. Mm -hmm. And the reason why these are so important is because one of the biggest things that so many people get tripped up on is this idea of, well, if I'm going to work out, it's going to be this 45, 60, 90 minute thing. And it doesn't have to be that way. Like you can get a really solid, focused workout in 15, 20 to. to you know, 30 minutes max, okay? In fact, like I just wrote an entire program um, for somebody and it's like, yeah, this these workouts are no more than 30 minutes. And if you feel like after 20 minutes you're done, then, then you're done. And th- yeah. that's completely fine. So you have to give yourself permission to do workouts that last 20 to 25 minutes. And once you have that permission, then it's like, okay, cool. Well, I'm already getting up and moving for five to 10 minutes at a time. Like I can totally find another, you know, 10 minutes to stack on top of that and get a 20, 20, you know, to get that 20 minute workout in. Mm -hmm. Now, now the great thing about that is because it's not super long, it's less likely that it's going to be super detrimental to your body, which means you get to wake up the next day feeling like, okay, yeah, my body's not too sore. Like I could totally come back and do that again today. Right. And now you have the opportunity to stack those days. And just in, and by following that three step process of first deciding, second, getting up and moving consistently throughout your day. And third, then expanding upon that using little workouts, uh, workouts that take, you know, 20 to 25 minutes. Um, now all of a sudden you give yourself the opportunity to start exercising on a consistent basis. And really you didn't even change anything in your schedule. You just changed how you thought about it and you started changing the actions you would take to go and do that. Versus what most people do is they start and do this system completely backwards, okay? Yeah. They say, okay, well, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to jump in, I'm going to join the gym, I'm going to hire the trainer, I'm going to sign up for the app, and these workouts are going to be 30 <laughs> to 45 minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they're either waking up the next morning, they're like, I don't like this, or they're like, I just can't fit it in, like – as much right. as I would like to. Yeah. And so once, w- once they get to that part, they're like, well, I guess like, you know, I'll just start moving a little bit more throughout my day. And then they start to get in their head about it. They're like, I don't know that it's doing anything. Like, you know, I I'm not, you know, I'm not as active as I would really like to be. So, you know, I'm not burning as many calories as I'd like. So I, you know, I guess right now, like it, it I just don't have time to exercise. And right. like so many people fall into this trap. So you just switch the order, one, decide, two, move consistently, three, then expand upon that. It'll be a much easier road to being able to do that consistently.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, I, I like that because one thing that's always been a problem for me is whenever I get into the mindset of, okay, I need to go to the gym, it becomes very mm-hmm. intimidating. It's, it's okay. If I don't spend yeah. at least an hour there a day, then am I really doing anything? You know, and right? I, I think that way, you know, but it, it's I'm definitely going to be trying this out.
0: <laughs> nice. No, de- definitely do. And the other thing that people think, especially if they're traveling to go work out, they're like, well, I mean, I spent like, you know, five minutes getting myself ready and 10 minutes commuting. And so, you know, that's like 30 minutes round trip. It's like, I have to at least be here for an hour. Otherwise, what the heck was the point? And so it doesn't have to be that way. So a lot of times we find that actually, if people are able to work out consistently at home or Mm -hmm. or like have workouts that they can do at home, that can be the catalyst to then doing those 45 to 60 minute workouts. But you get in the habit of doing the 20 to 25 minutes right from home. And then you're not worried about, you know, know the time
1: you spent commuting or anything like that so what do you recommend for like if you are going to do workouts at home so recently what mm-hmm. i did uh, we have a, a an elliptical in our garage um, and also we bought some of the five and ten pound weights and then we bought it like a i think it was a Perfect. 20 pound kettlebell uh you know nice <laughs> yeah yeah so, you i love what, it i love it what would you recommend <laughs> yeah. as, uh, being like a, a first set mm-hmm. for somebody to get if they're going to want to do workouts at home That's a great question. So for most people, the place I would recommend starting
0: is, um, doing total body resistance training workouts. Okay. Okay. Meaning like, like strength, like strength training workouts. Okay. Um, a lot of people default to like, okay, my first place is going to, is going to be cardio and and that's fine. And well, that totally has its place. I'm not anti-cardio by any stretch of the imagination, but here's, here's the difference. Okay. Okay. Um, When you do strength training workouts or resistance training workouts, you have the opportunity to do workouts that are directly building or rebuilding your body. Okay. Okay. And I'll explain what I mean by that. When you do cardio workouts, that oftentimes for most people is a time where they are using their body to then go accomplish something else. All right. So let, let me explain. Let me explain what I mean. Um, when you're doing exercise that builds or rebuilds your body you are doing exercise where you are very focused on squeezing the different muscles that you're trying to challenge. Okay. Okay. Not only that, but you're not caring about the amount of weight that you're using or the number of reps. You're not, the the only goal that you have is to squeeze the muscles, to challenge the muscles that you're wanting to work, all right? And you don't have any type of comparison, like, oh, well, last week I did 10 reps, so I'm trying to do 12 reps this week, or anything like that, okay? You're just focused on improving the health and function of your body by focusing on squeezing your muscles um, and, and, you know, through through the different exercises that you're doing, okay? it's Much easier to do that when you're doing strength training than when you're doing cardio. All right. You can do it when you're doing cardio, but it's much easier for most people starting out to do it when they're doing strength training. Okay. okay. Not only that, but when you're doing strength training, it's going to set you up to be able to do cardio for a longer period of your life because your body is stronger. Your joints are functioning better. Your muscles are functioning better. And so you can go and do the cardio for a longer period period of your life. So if you're just starting out, all right. And you're like, okay, cool. I meaning, meaning you got the moving consistently throughout your day. Like you feel like, okay, cool. Like now it's time to do those 20, 25 minute workouts. I'm thinking total body strength training. Okay. So total. Body meaning, like, um, you know, it's a in, an upper body exercise where you're doing some kind of push, whether it's like a push up or an overhead press, uh-huh. an upper body exercise where you're doing some type of pull, whether it's like a pull down or row, uh, a, some kind of lower body exercise, whether it's like a squat or a deadlift, um, and then some kind of cr- uh, core exercise. Okay? okay, so I'd be looking at kind of like two upper body exercises two lower body exercises in one core exercise. Okay. So five exercises. All right. If you do 45 seconds on with a 15 second rest, all right. For those five exercises, that's going to take five minutes. Okay. Okay. All right. And so, so because each, each exercise would be a minute then. Okay. Right. You can cycle through that three or four times, get a phenomenal workout and you're done in 15 to 20 minutes. So that, that's how I I would think about doing it. You're going to get a little bit of a cardio effect Uh because of kind of going, going through it in a circuit style fashion, but it'd be 45 seconds on 15 seconds off, um, you know, for those, those five different exercises, um, you know, two, two upper bodies, two lower bodies and a core, uh, and, you know, cycle through that three or four times. And, And that would be kind of a really solid starting place. Okay. Another thing that I would I would I would consider is using isometric exercises, which are exercises where you're not moving, okay? So a lot of times this is thought of as like a plank or a wall squat, but really oh, okay, any okay. exercise. Yeah, literally any exercise you can turn into an isometric. So you can do an isometric uh up You can do an isometric row, okay? Yeah. The the importance of that is it's going to allow you an opportunity to really focus in on squeezing your muscles. Mm-hmm. Uh without having to coordinate a motion, All right. And the reason why that's so important is because when you focus on squeezing your muscles, all right, uh, you are number one, you're going to stay within a range of motion that feels good for your body. Uh, number two, you're going to strengthen that mind muscle connection. So you're going to understand the feedback that your body's giving you as far as like when you should change how you're doing the exercise or when you should stop the exercise altogether. Mm. And number three, you're going to ensure that you're not moving too fast when you exercise, okay? okay. Which is, is one of the ways that a lot of guys set themselves up for injury is they just end up moving too fast. So if you take out the moving part at all, then you're not moving too fast because you're just still. Right. And then you're also staying within the range of motion that feels good for your body. You get to strengthen that mind-muscle connection and just focus on squeezing your muscles. So so if if uh, that, that, that those are different
1: things that I would think about if like kind of just starting off okay so you, you were saying that about the uh, not moving uh exercises and something came to mind that i've seen a lot here lately there's a there's a challenge that is out there on tiktok and it has it's almost like a push-up uh but okay you, you're you're moving very slowly and you got this little mm-hmm. man on there and he's trying to move through the maze and you'll move your body up or down on where you want him to go through the maze at and stuff. And people are saying how far they can get through the maze, you know, Uh, uh. and it it just gets, you know, harder because you're sitting there holding yourself up in that one. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, that sounds exhausting for sure. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it it looks exhausting. I haven't tried it, but, you know, it kind of you saying that reminded me of that nice yeah 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 so you know what what's cool about it is um
0: Every single health benefit that you get from exercise really just comes back to contracting your muscles. Yeah. And so when you when you can separate the idea of like trying to you know the choreography and the the movement of it all, and you just zero in on the muscle contraction and the squeeze, not only are you going to stay safer while you're exercising, but you're actually going to get better results from okay. your workouts, both from a performance standpoint, um, and from a health perspective. So, um, so yeah, I'm 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 a big big proponent of using isometric especially when somebody's first starting off or when they're having like trouble making mind muscle connections to certain areas of your body just being able to really kind of focus in and and, and try to initiate that contraction uh, it can be a
1: super useful skill to develop I got you okay all right so I kind of want to switch gears here a little bit and I want to talk about sure you actually have a podcast that you do with your wife Uh, how did you start this podcast
0: Yeah, great question. Um, I mean, both uh, my wife, uh, Julie, and I, we were avid podcast listeners, um, Mm -hmm. and it was something that we had kind of brought up uh, periodically, like in 2015 and 2016, um, and then we're like, yeah, but do we really have anything that we would want to talk about or that anybody else would, would want to hear, right? Like that's probably yeah. the, the idea that so many people think before they actually start their podcast, but we'd yeah. be eating lunch and we'd be having these conversations. It would just kind of like going back and forth. And we're like, that should have been a podcast episode. And so finally <laughs> that, that was happening so often. We're like, all right, you know what? We're, we're going to start it. So um, the beginning of 2018, we started it. We released an episode every single Wednesday. So I think we're at like, I don't know, 277 episodes now, um, just like consistently weekly episodes. Yeah, so it's been a lot of fun. Um, And what it has done for us is it's given us the opportunity to kind of flush out so many of the ideas that we have. Like, as you know, like as Mm -hmm. soon as you go and have to start talking about something um, and do so in a way that like, fingers crossed, people hopefully understand and like find entertaining and find value in, uh, (laughs) you have to actually like get a lot more specific about your ideas and and be like very mindful of the the language that you're using um and you know how you're conveying your ideas and so that has really been quite a gift um that that we have been able to receive just being able to get that practice uh talking through so so many of our ideas now did she help you with writing the book as well so um, she wrote, she wrote the foreword for the okay. book. Um, yeah. And so, but the, the, the rest of the book, uh, that was me between the hours of 4am uh, and 638. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Pounding with, yeah. Yeah. Found away, you know, with, uh, you know, two two well, one young kid for the majority of the time I was writing it. And then two young kids for the majority of the time I was editing it. Uh, yeah. The, those early morning
1: hours, those are precious. Yes. So what I do with this is I wait till I send my kids to bed and then that's nice. when I do my podcast and that's nice. when I edit and stuff like that. So I understand the trying to find time to yeah, right? edit stuff. <laughs> and you know sure just recording it everything so yeah wow that's uh 4:30 and 6:30 that's that's rough man yeah
0: yeah yeah you know it's one of those things where um like when i got the bug to do it i'm like all right i have to find the time and like you know cuz we we own a small business as far as like a personal training studio and like uh-huh. you know we were um it was just like we we're just starting back up again, as far as like, we were, we were shut down because of COVID. And then we're like, okay, cool. Like we can start actually being in person with our clients again. And I'm like, but I got this idea for this book. Of course I've been home for 10 weeks. <laughs> right, and then yeah. like, and the last two days I get the idea for the book. It's like, come on. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. So, and then we were, we were changing offices. So we were like doing a build out for our office. Um So there was like a six week period of time where I hardly wrote it all. And then it was like, all right, cool. Like I, I'm back at it. So yeah, those, those early morning times, uh, the, those are my writing times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so let's kind of get into it a little bit about what the yeah. book actually goes through, because I mean, that's part of the reason I yeah. brought you on here is to kind of tell totally. us about your book.
0: Yeah, for sure. So it's called uh, the exercise for life method. Um, and you know i i start off in the book kind of telling a little bit about my story my background kind of, kind of like we did earlier in this conversation um mm-hmm. and and but also proposing this idea that like the fitness industry is really screwed up yeah. um and i i i have some stats in there that there are more doctors visits every single day due to injuries and issues sustained from working out yeah than there are Diagnosed cases of heart disease, diabetes, and cancer combined. Okay, oh, wow. so more people are visiting the doctor every single day than are getting diagnosed every day with three of the top ten killers. Okay, wow. and the and and so the, the 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 idea is like the thing that's supposed to be saving us from going to the doctors is actually one of the leading causes for us to go there, and and it's because <laughs> of like the mainstream fitness industry is not there to make you healthier. They're there to entertain you. All right. Their whole thesis is that if we make this entertaining and fun enough, uh, then you'll keep coming back to it. Mm-hmm. Completely neglecting the fact that if we injure you in the process, you're not going to keep coming back to it. Okay. And so right. there are huge, huge issues that are happening within the mainstream fitness industry. And so, I, I first wanted to identify that. Um, uh, and then also identify that when we talk about, you know, things that actually contribute to our well-being and things that limit our well-being, um, physical inactivity is a huge, huge thing that limits our well our well-being. In fact, there was a giant study that showed definitively, all right, that having uh low levels of physical activity and below average levels of physical activity were more are are, are more detrimental to human health and longevity than heart disease high blood pressure diabetes and smoking oh, I mean wow. and, 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 right and so yeah. when you hear oh heart disease is the leading cause of death it's not all right oh smoking <laughs> is the leading cause of death it's not physical inactivity is a leading cause of death. And when you look at the top 10 killers, eight of the top 10 can be directly or indirectly linked back to heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, and smoking, okay? And so so when you look at that, you say, wow, wow. Actually, physical inactivity is the leading cause of death in the United States. That's a huge issue. So why is that the case? Why are so many people with fewer than one in four Americans meeting the minimum amount of physical activity? Why Why is that so prevalent? Is it that people are just, you know, oh, everybody's just lazy and everybody's just too busy. And it's like, well, maybe that's part of it. But actually, what the bigger part is, is people just don't like. What's being presented to them from the mainstream fitness industry, because everything is about, hey, you know, get this physique or, you know, do these, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, look look like this person or it's just people don't want that people really actually truly don't care about that but people do care about having good energy. People do care about not being in pain. People do care about being able to be there for their kids and for their grandkids. People do care about being able to remember their loved ones as they get older and exercise can help you do all that. All right. So here's the thing Um, in 2019. So I said, we started our podcast in 2018 Mm -hmm. in 2019. My wife and I, uh, hosted this live event that we call the Schaumburg Health Summit. It, it was awesome. I mean, it was like this TEDx type event, but it was specifically for health professionals. So we had like 11 speakers. We had like 75 people in attendance, rent out this hotel ballroom. We had a DJ. We had food catering. Like it was amazing. All right. Oh, wow. And, um, I was, I was going to be this, the last speaker of the day. Okay. Uh-huh. So I knew I wanted to speak to something that was super important because it was going to be a take home message for everybody. And so. Right. I decided I was going to look at exercise and longevity because we always hear that exercise is supposed to help us live longer, but we're never actually told how Okay. Yes. And so I started exploring these different ways of, you know, things that were popular ideas as far as like how we live longer, as far as like, you know, mitochondrial function, being able to produce more energy or being able to like clean up and clear out damaged cells from our body or being able to um, protect our body from chronic attack uh of, you know, of reactive oxygen species or this idea of like telomeres. Okay. And so I looked at all of those and tried to figure out, okay, well, how does exercise actually influence those? And I had this idea that well, exercise really just comes back to muscle contraction. So what I needed to do is figure out where all these other things increase in muscle. Model- um uh, cellular autophagy, uh, increasing and maintaining uh, telomere length, and um, protecting ourselves from reactive oxygen species. Where the muscle contraction process fit into those things? Okay, mm-hmm. and so I started looking at at different papers and going down these research rabbit holes, uh, um, and finally. I started to see links between what was happening from a health and longevity perspective and being able to relate it back to muscle contraction. It was like, holy crap, this (laughs) really is the thing. It all comes back to muscle contraction. The more muscles that contract, the more frequently that they contract, the more intensely they contract, and the longer they contract for, the more of these benefits you get from a longevity boosting perspective. I thought, okay, cool. So I, I gave my presentation. I thought awesome. All right. Like this, this really is a thing. Uh then in 2020, I started thinking, okay, well, but what about these other health benefits that we allegedly get from exercise, like improvement of brain function, improvement of cardiovascular health, um, yeah. you know, joint health and function, resilience from injury and stuff like that. And so I started looking up research papers on that. Yeah. And it all came back to muscle contraction, whether it was mm-hmm. increasing the volume of your brain. In- improving memory, improving executive function, decreasing blood pressure, increasing the uh, the um, the strength of the heart, it all came back to muscle contraction. And so then that became the premise for my book, The Exercise for Life Method, where in every chapter, I lay out exactly how exercise goes about improving the health and function of your joints, your cardiovascular system, your brain um, improves longevity, wards up chronic disease and illness helps your body recover from stress um, and it makes you more resilient to injury. And so then, and then I put together um, a plan at the end that people can follow to actually get those benefits from their workouts, like the bare minimum that they need to do. And Mm -hmm. then what might be considered more the optimal plan. Um, And so I lay it all out. I have uh, close to 300 references, uh, papers referenced throughout the entire book. Um, Okay. And I just lay out step-by-step step, like exactly... How all this happens, but do so by interweaving stories and, and like a practical application. And what's neat about it, I know, uh, you know, the listeners won't be able to see, but like within the book itself, like I section off like the, like in gray areas that are very very science heavy. So if somebody's not interested in the science, they can skim right past it and still get a complete story. But if somebody wants to know the details, they can get those details and see all the papers that are referenced backing up the claims as
1: well. Wow. Uh, It seems like I I like how thought out that this process is that you did with this. Thank you. You know, uh, because, you know, there are times where like they get into, like you said, the scientific side of it. And for some people, you know, it it just goes right over their head. And so you start reading those portions of books and it's almost like, yes, you're looking at the words, but it's not soaking in. You know, yeah, exactly. Right. So having exactly. it like that, that that's really cool. I like that, that you're able to, okay, you can read this part, but I can still give you all the information you need without you hearing the uh, scientific details of what we're doing here.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate that. And I've heard from so many people uh, that like they've got this book with absolutely no science background. They're like, oh yeah, this is a really easy read. Like yeah. it makes complete sense. Yeah. And I'm like, awesome. They, then I did
1: my job effectively. But yes, no, I, I, I definitely, uh, I can see that, and you know, I'm, I'm definitely excited about reading this book myself. Yeah, no, I appreciate that for sure, for sure. So, if people want to find this book, where can they find it at? Yeah, so
0: um, the best place to go is to uh, www dot studios dot com. So mm-hmm. it's studios plural with an s dot com. And there that's when they, they can uh, link up. Uh, they they can find um where they can get the book. Uh uh-huh. they can also, get access to. We have a number of um, free programs that okay. start to introduce people to our exercise concepts, um, like those little workouts that we're talking about. Um, yeah. programs that are designed that people can do right from their home, um, either, you know, using no or very minimal equipment. Um, you know, get them done in that kind of 15 to 20 minute mark and and be able to start to understand um our our exercise principles and be able to apply them. Um, and so that that's really where kind of like all of our 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 social stuff is and everything like that is is exercise www.exerciseforlifestudios.com
1: okay so you have your um workout studio you have your recording studio for your podcast you have your book and everything um do you have social media to where people can follow you if they want yeah Absolutely. So my personal handle is just at Charlie Cates.
0: So the first name, last name. Uh okay. I didn't get creative with it at all. <laughs> so it's just C-H-A-R-L-I-E, and then it's C A T E S. Um, okay. Yeah. That that yeah, Instagram really is uh the place to the easiest place to connect with me. Uh my TikTok uh is growing, but um truth be told, I TikTok kind of makes my brain go crazy. So I don't spend much time on there. Aside from like posting my one video and then I'm like, I'm logging out.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, it's, it's a brain suck that place. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'll sit there and the next thing I know, it's like, oh no, it's been an hour. Yeah. 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 It's
2: literally like stealing
0: time away from you. So, uh, so I'll, I hang out more on Instagram, but you can find me on,
1: on TikTok as well. Okay. So do you have any goals set for this year with, uh, all of your programs? Yeah, big time. So, um, you know, we, we launched
0: our, um, kind of online exercise membership. Um, and so that has been a really kind of big thing that, that we have gotten so much great feedback on. Um, so for us, it's about number one, being able to, um, spread our message to the people that need to hear it. So we have, um, our. I have my men's training program and then my wife works predominantly with women. And so it's like, okay, cool. Like we're trying to, uh, you know, get people into those programs so they can start to experience our training. Um, mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, if they're liking it and they're wanting more of it, then we have uh, an entire library of literally hundreds of workouts that they can do uh, that will continue to build their health and strength and function as well as live workouts and everything like that. That is with our exercise for life membership. Um, really, our focus is on that, being able to take the the service that we're able to provide in person, um, and we figured out how to be able to deliver that digitally and virtually in a very, very high quality manner um, that, that people are just loving. And so it's really about kind of spreading our message, um, finding the people that that it that it uh is able to connect with um, mm-hmm. and say, like, yeah, like that that's a style of exercise that I'm interested in. It's not a uh, you know, a, a get jacked or get shredded program, but it's like, hey, this is a program that you can do literally for the rest of your life because all built around your body and making sure that how you're working out today sets you up to work out again tomorrow and continuously building your health and function so so that that's really our our big goal is is helping our message spread um talking with more people like yourself and then helping people through our uh, our online program and online
1: content all right is there any final thoughts that maybe you want to say to my listeners before i get you off of here
0: You know, I appreciate that. Um, You know, I I think I I touched on it for just a second there, but I I really want to kind of reiterate uh, this idea that the way you win this game long term. So, exercise is not something that you should ever have to retire from. Okay. Okay. And a lot of times when we think about exercise and we approach it with a mindset of like sports and competition, we see sports as that like someday. We're going to have to retire from those, but exercise is not something that you should ever have to retire from. Okay. And so instead of thinking about your workouts, like sports, where you're competing with yourself or somebody else in your class, or literally you're playing a sport instead, think about your workouts in a way that you're thinking about, your workout is something that you do today to set you up to come back and work out again tomorrow. Today's workout should set you up to come back and work out again tomorrow, okay? Which means you're not waking up the next day feeling achy and sore. You're not feeling completely depleted. You're not feeling like, oh, like I hated that experience. It should be something that you enjoy, that you actually feel more connected to your body with, that you feel energized, feel stronger, feel healthier. And then that is how you win this game long-term because that is how you are able to to stack up your days of working out because literally what you did today mm-hmm. puts you in a position to come back and do it again tomorrow, okay? Right. Follow that three-step process, make the decision, start moving consistently throughout your day, and then expand upon it with those little workouts. Again, we give you great examples of exactly how to do that in both my men's program and my wife's women's program, which are completely for free. You can find those all at exerciseforlifestudios.com.
1: All right, Charlie. Well, it has been great talking to you tonight. I, I I'm, I'm excited to get started with this program and stuff, and I will be getting that book here real soon. Right on. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jared. All right. You have a great night. You as well.
0: It took me 10 years to make the perfect man cave.
2: And then we took it over. And we made it into the multiversal chamber.
0: Then I started my own podcast.
2: And we took that over too. And we're the co-host the Multiverse Multiverse Kids.
0: Kids. Yeah, and I'm the dad, the geeky dad. And every week, we... What
2: we review the movies, shows, and books, games, and toys.
0: Yeah, and sometimes we even have a special guest. So, join us every week on the Geeky Dad Podcast.
2: We are talking with words, and we are checking out every movie, every book, every video game, every TV show that we can get our hands on. What well, am I talking with words? <laughs> Sorry about your eardrums. You're here with Rob, Sally. Cameron, Ryan, and David. Man, that fucking delay kills it, doesn't it? (laughs) It's going to be fun in the editing room. You should let him go first. So how well do you know your favorite movie? How much hate do you have for your most hated movie? Because we can definitely help with that. I'll buy you a drink. drink. You don't (laughs) have to flirt. So tonight we're going to (laughs) watch Memento. Hey, we're going to watch Nope. And we're going to watch the new Thor movie. You know this is also called The Big Salad? Maybe she had ribs like Matt Houston. They're just made of jelly. I was thinking the same. (laughs) <laughs> you are so fragile. You touch them and they just snap. Uh, Russell Crowe, when he comes down to address <laughs> Thor, his little stop and pause, and he lifts his, like, little his skirt. His skirt up and walks down. Yeah, he prances down the oh, stairs. It was, it was so he good. He has not aged well. Come nerd out with us and talk him with words anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Yeah! Charlie, take it away. Are we recording? Have you ever wondered what the top 10 most streamed 90s songs are? Or what about the top 10 highest paid dead celebrities? Maybe the top 10 most common phobias? Hi there, I'm Nick, host of the Tennis Podcast. Every episode, me and my various sidekick hosts share trivia, fun facts, and hot takes as we try to guess each other's top 10-ish list. Here's a little preview.
1: When he dresses up as a girl bunny, He drives Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam crazy with lust. Mr. Monopoly's actual legal name, Rich Uncle Pennybags. And it turns out people will just shock a guy to death if someone in a lab coat asks semi-nicely.
2: Chickens outnumber
0: humans more than
2: two to one. It is the only R-rated film to gross a billion dollars. With over 175 episodes and counting there's sure to be a top 10 list that tickles your weird little fancy just right listen to tennis podcasts now on any podcast app that's one zero ish podcast
1: all right everybody i hope that you enjoyed that episode with charlie cates He was a great guest who brought a lot of good information to us, and I hope that you guys can use that and go out and check out his book as well. I will have a link to that in my show notes. Um, I'm not really sure who is going to be the next guest on the show. I have a couple of recordings that I'm doing next week, so uh, if you follow me on social media, you'll be able to see. I usually advertise on Fridays who the next guest will be on the show. So make sure that you're doing that. And if you aren't following me online, you can follow me on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or Hive or even Snapchat or TikTok even. I post different content on those things. Uh, So go and follow me on each of those. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy hearing from you guys. If you want to send me a message, do so. I want to know what you guys think of these episodes, if you like what I'm doing, if you don't. Uh, You can also send me an email by sending it to giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. Like I said, I look forward to hearing from you guys. If there's somebody that you would like me to bring on the show, send me a message and tell me who you would like. Also, as you're listening to this, go to the top of the episode and rate and review this. Let me know what you think of this episode. If it's something that you enjoyed, give it a thumbs up, give it a star rating, whatever it is, wherever you're listening. Just let me know what you think of this episode. I also want to give a shout-out to both of my podcast networks that I'm a part of. I'm part of the OIW Podcast Network and the Avenue Podcast Network. You hear the Avenue at the beginning of the show, and you hear the OIW Podcast Network at the end of the show. I will have links to both of them in my show notes. You can find all kinds of great other podcasts that are there as well. I've found plenty that I really enjoy listening to, and uh, you'll be hearing some of the other podcast promos on my show here real soon. We're kind of working that out, and uh, I look forward to bringing them to you guys as well. So I have merch that's coming out. As you saw, uh, I've been posting stuff for my wife's side business that she's doing, the uh, Cups and Teas by Stacia. Go and find her stuff out there. I will have a link as well to her stuff in my show notes. She's got all kinds of cool stickers and hats and T-shirts, and she will also have my merch. Uh, We just placed the order for the screen prints for uh, my shirts, and uh, we can do the coffee mugs or even the stickers. Just go out there. I will have links, like I said, to her stuff on there. Look it up. It's some awesome stuff and just show her some love. I also want to give one more shout out, and that is to D-Cure. He is the guy who created my ending theme song for me. You hear it at the end of every one of my shows now. He's an awesome guy who has come out with a lot of awesome music And if you like what you hear, go and look up his stuff as well. I will have him linked in there at the end as well. So, like I said, I am very excited about everything that's going to be happening on this show. I've got some really cool guests that are coming up. Some very diverse guests. Some guests that actually have been requested by quite a few people. So, uh, yeah, just stay tuned and keep listening. I love you guys. I hope that you have a wonderful week. And I will see you next time. Give a dad a podcast. and what else would you
0: even want to listen to? It's all news. If you give a dad a podcast, then it would be of you to give it a spin or two. I'll go to your room. I'm in my room, rounding podcast on he calls us beautiful people then tells us who we have on the best part of my day the world locked out in my pods tell my friends all about it so that they follow along and the host is kind of nerdy but guess what i am as well i don't feel so alone and i began walking out of my shell heard a story i needed connection i haven't felt i'll be looking for the next one then farewell it's
2: the podcast phone Download into remote Moldy is the podcast for me. Have on better, go see and listen closely. Download into Nero Moldy. This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network.